I'm always just around the bad influence and then everybody assumes I'm a part of it. <laughs> it's annoying. <laughs> Is that the same problem with you being a jerk? You're a jerk? What? Oh yeah. She says that I tease her all the time about something. She's yeah. like, you guys, but it's really just Bridger. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm working last week. Okay. Yeah. That's from. That's 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 called a callback. Week. We talked about that in our very first episode, Andrew. I know it's just been it's been kind of a long week. I've just yeah, a lot of things have happened in between. What's happened? School. You know, just like last week. Last week was seven days ago. Every every single week lasts seven days. It's weird how that works. I keep expecting it to be different, but it's not. I feel like you guys are being mean to me. Why do you, why is that happening? <laughs> no, no, it was another callback. Oh, okay. Welcome to Three Guys, Three Questions, where three friends test the limits of propriety through the questions we ask. Today is March 2nd, 2015. This is episode 8 of season 3. This week, we're sponsored by The West Wing and its seven glorious seasons. I'm Aaron L.M. Goodwin, and I'm joined as always by Andrew Savage. Say hello, Andrew. Hello, Andrew. He did it! Yay! He did it! The go-to joke. Now we can move on to something else. Thank you. Um, I'm also joined by Adam. A name, Anderson. I've always wanted my initials to be A-A-A. I don't know why. <laughs> Let's discuss some follow-up and feedback. <laughs> <laughs> my first bit of feedback is uh, something that I uh, uh, something that I noticed going on, and I'm going to confront Andrew about it. Oh, I I know that you and Andrew Huster are starting a gang. Whoa. I know it's happening. You can't fool me. It'd be really hard to organize a game from such far distances away from each other. That's what you like me to think. I'm on to you. That's the perfect scheme. <laughs> we're, we're all called Andrew, so nobody will find us out. Yeah. So we've gone from being robots to starting a gang. <laughs> it could be a robot gang. I'm not quite sure. A robot gang. It's like the cops are looking for the Andrews game. Like, man, they're so elusive. We can't even know their names. <laughs> <laughs> it's like It's like, it would be like the similarity of saying like, we're the Second Street, fifteen twenty Avenue gang. I'm like, I wonder where they are. <laughs> exactly. Mm, so smart. Um, yeah, my second piece of follow up is is uh about PSR, which we discussed last week, <coughs> which is a real disease. Uh, I don't know if it's a disease as much as us. You want to donate to my GoFundMe? Nobody wants to donate to that. <laughs> I suffer from PSR. Yeah, there's people who really need funding for GoFundMe. And- <laughs> PSR sufferers are not one of them. It's not an actual affliction. Well, you guys wouldn't know because you're robots and you don't suffer from it. <laughs> and we got some interesting feedback from our listeners um, on a life hack they use where instead of the um, the anxiousness and anticipation you get, like normal, normal people, this is how it works, guys. Normal people, when we go out in the morning and the sun hits our eyes, we know that it's going to cause us to sneeze, but we don't know when. We don't know when we're going to reach that point. And there's this like anticipation of, I hope it's not what I need to really be seeing, <laughs> and I'm not going to miss something. And so they just initiate it right when they go out. They just go walk outside and stare right up at the sun and just go, Why is that a life hack? That sounds terrible. Because they get it over with. Like, that's, it, it freaking blew my mind. They're, it, it's, it, it is terrible, but it's like, that's so hardcore. So I was thinking about it. And I'm like, I probably have like 
sneezed because of light, but I just never noticed that was a reason. You never put the two and two together? Yeah. So anyway, I think, Aaron, I think you need to start a GoFundMe, and then all the uh, money should go to someone who really needs it <laughs> for PSR. <laughs> so ostensibly, like, we're we're pretending it's for PSR, but it's actually going to go to someone else. So people can say that they donated to PSR. And like, what, what's PSR? You know how you sneeze when you go into the sun? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Photosensitive. What was it? Oh, geez. Photosensitive reaction. It's PSR. That's what it's called. <laughs> so do you guys want to know something like really weird about me that may prove me more of a robot than previously? Sure. So you know how apparently it's a thing that people, when they feel like they have to sneeze, they like to actually sneeze. Yeah. I'm the opposite. If I feel like I have to sneeze, I fight it. And I feel like it's a victory if I don't. Ugh. Why would you do that? Because I don't like sneezing. Sneezing is violent. Sneezing is one of the small joys in life. That's sick and twisted, dude. I feel like I'm in complete command of my body when I don't sneeze. But your body's like, hey, there's something in here. I need this out. And you're like, no, keep it in there. That, that's like self-flagellation, dude. <laughs> that's like really masochistic. Is there an S&M for sneezing? Because that's what that is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's... You have like a sneeze safe word? Kazoom tight. <laughs> uh, photic sneeze reflex is PSR. Okay. Photic sneeze reflex, guys. It's real. Plagues plagues millions of Americans every day. Um, that's all I had for follow up and feedback. I don't want to talk about uh Adam's weird fetish anymore because it's, it's not. I don't. It's not like a fetish. I can't even. Sounds like a fetish to me. If we really want to go into it, it's a fetish. But when you guys get to this point, I, there's nothing. We're I keeping this say. as PG as possible. <laughs> when we get to this point, that's that's the point. Meaning the whole podcast. Yes. Like, this is what we're always like. No, there there are times <laughs> when I can say something and dig myself out of the hole, and there are times when I just need to let like stay down in the hole and let you bury me. <laughs> And that's not another fetish. <laughs> this would be the most boring Fifty Shades of Grey book ever. If you're new to the show, here's how it works. Each host asks a question, then each host gives their answer. Hilarity hopefully ensues, and we move to the next question. Andrew has today's first question, so take it away, Andrew. Okay. Take it away. Take it away. Take it away now. Okay, sorry. Mm. That's two 90s songs we've referenced. No. Oh, here's something that I've noticed. Just random segue. I cannot sing on this podcast and get away with it. It always finds its way into the episode. Every time. And you never learn. And if you ever think that it isn't, just wait till after the end music, because it'll be there. That's exactly where it was last time. (laughs) Awesome. So good. And I never sing well. I'm going to go take singing lessons just because. Just so I can... (laughs) not feel so self-conscious about it okay just don't sing for longer than like five seconds or we have to pay for the song remember when we asked questions on this show yeah so my question and aaron i'm going to ask this to you because you're the first one that's going to answer it what is your comfort food um yeah my comfort food um my i feel like i'm genetically programmed to to be some sort of like machine that turns carbs into fat (laughs) as as some sort of like, I feel like <laughs> aliens came to our planet in the past, implanted a genetic code that would manifest itself in our time, and 
And because they're going to use me as some sort of fuel source or food source or something like just that. Just going to throw you into their oven and their <laughs> spaceship and their yeah, furnace yeah. and just explode into the space. Because like, because like I could eat like a crouton and turn it into like a pound of fat. Like my body is super streamlined at turning carbs into yeah, fat. Your so body like, is just really effective at digesting food and turning it into energy. <laughs> it, my people use all of the carbs. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want to point out that Andrew's question was what is your comfort food and nothing you're describing it sounds comfortable. I'm t- <laughs> well, it feels comfortable. I feel pretty comfortable. <laughs> I got like a nice little hand rest right here on my what should be my chest is actually my belly protruding. I can just gently rest my hands like a pregnant lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's very comfortable. It's very soothing. It feels it feels comfortable. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> my, my, my comfort my comfort food is like carb rich stuff. So like, if there's a lot of carbs in it, I'm down. I bet you like pasta. I love pasta, like mm. butter noodles. You know what I mean? You just take some noodles, butter, Parmesan cheese. Dude, I'm I can't, all I over can't that. Do that mess. I'll do I'll do like Parmesan or like Alfredo. Noodles, that is. But no butter noodles? I don't do the butter, butter noodles. Oh, don't do it because it's terrible for you, but man, it will awaken something within you. Here's something I do. I take butter and I brown it in a pan and then I put it on the noodles and then I put mazithra cheese on top of that. And it's delicious. Because you're too cheap to go to the the spaghetti factory? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> it's so much cheaper. No, that's good. Brown butter pasta is good. It's so Tasty. I was so disappointed when I went to the spaghetti factory and I asked them for fresh made spaghetti and they're like, yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> like, what? You're the spaghetti factory. You need to be making spaghetti back there. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? What, what's going on? What kind of factory is this? What type of this? laundering scheme is this? <laughs> yeah, that's really false advertising. There's a pizza factory across the street. Are you saying I can't get pizza there? <laughs> no, they they do make pizza there though. Does the cheesecake factory even have cheesecake? Yes, it does. It has a lot of cheesecake. It's actually really good. I've eaten a lot of cheesecake from the cheesecake factory. Are all these factory restaurants? Are all they? Are they all owned by the same people? It's weird because it's a weird naming convention. Because yeah. like when you go to the the spaghetti factory, you expect to like have a window to some back room where there's like child labor in like gray uniforms, like, and it's all Victorian. I I know that really gets my appetite going. (laughs) But you know what I mean? You expect some sort of factory thing, like, or maybe it's just like a whole bunch of steel tubes and machine sounds coming out of the back, but it's not. I can taste the industrialization. (laughs) Yeah. Like, why is that a selling point? You know those robot arms that, like, manufacture cars? I want those to make my spaghetti. That'd be awesome. (laughs) Like laser cutting the pasta. Yeah. Yeah. Get on it, factory places. Yeah, I don't know. I just love, like, bread, pasta, fry, like... Like a donut to me is like the pinnacle of man's achievement, like a hot donut, <laughs> like a Krispy Kreme hot donut. Oh my god! Just gosh. warm right out of the fryer. I just I want to I want to I want them to make me a giant mattress out of crisp fresh Krispy Kreme, and I can just lay in it. And then you just wake up and it's gone, so you have to get a new one every day. <laughs> you just have eaten it, <laughs> like eating eating it in the night. Aaron, I think maybe the root of your problem is that in answer to this question, you didn't just name one thing. You named a whole host <laughs> of food. <laughs> a whole food group. That, that probably group. is part of the problem. <clears throat> All right, I'm done talking about 
<laughs> my answer my answer is very specific unlike Aaron's <laughs> when I when I need just comfort immediately I go and I take a piece of bread the higher quality of the bread the better it's so like sourdough mm, perfect um and then I put some butter on the bread and I eat that bread with a glass of milk. That's like so boring. That's like the it whitest is, thing I've heard all day. It's delicious. <laughs> and I live in Idaho. Are you and sure you're not comforting. like a like a hundred year old man who grew up in the depression? And it it helps me fall asleep. Like that's how comforting it is. Like if I can't sleep, I go and eat a piece of bread with butter and a glass of milk, and then I go to sleep. And it works every time. <laughs> <laughs> and like no matter how much bread I eat, it fills me up. Like I feel full and comfortable and then I nap like a lion after a kill. I'm not trying to be a harbinger of change, but have you ever thought about tearing up the bread and putting it in a bowl and then putting the milk in the bowl mm. so you can just do the whole thing with the spoon? No, that sounds disgusting. It's tasty. It sounds like the same thing. It, it sounds like I'd get just soggy bread. I don't want that. Milk toast. There's a reason milk toast is the slang word for someone really awesome. I don't think that's true. And not uh, someone really no, boring. It's not, it's not. <laughs> also, I don't even toast it. That takes too long. You, you just oh, just bread, just bread, and butter. Yes, that's and, what I said. And milk. It's like the let's. It's just like you walked into your house and you're like, "What are the three whitest things I can put together and put into the whitest thing in here?" <laughs> this is my white power meal. <laughs> it could be. It could be whiter. I could listen to like smooth jazz while I'm doing it. <laughs> Or Coldplay. <laughs> Cold Coldplay is just smooth jazz with a pop beat. Kind with like maybe like some more drums in it. Yeah. Whatever. Or less drums, depending on the jazz. I wasn't making like an actual, you know, musical criti- criticism theory thing. I was just making a joke that wasn't funny. So boring. Milk and bread with butter. I just can't oh, get over it. I almost fell asleep just reading that. <laughs> That's what it's for. It's All for right. falling asleep. I guess no, it makes sense. Comfort. That's just not what I think of when I think of comfort food. My comfort food is I loved barbecue. My God. But 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 not like barbecue like you're at the park barbecue, but like out of a smoker pulled pork. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say pit beef. Oh, <laughs> pit beef is good too. But because <laughs> that's pretty much just smoked. But um yeah, no matter what mood I am in. I would want that. I made um, pulled pork last week. Oh, nice. So good. I went to this place in town that's amazing. And here's why it's amazing. I want to give a shout out. The place is called Blisters. That's one reason why, because it sounds gross. <laughs> it's in a gas station. And it's just a smoker. And I got a thing that they had called the Cuban, which is a roll with pulled um, trite, no, pulled pork, pickles, provolone a slice of ham and fry sauce it's like vinegar and ketchup and mayo with pepper in it why did they call that the key it's not you know there's an actual cuban sandwich yeah i know oh my gosh don't let oh my gosh don't let joe steal on defocused hear this dan don't if dan dan if you're listening don't let joe hear about this <laughs> he's very opinionated about his cuban sandwiches so i cuban. asked but anyway even if it's not a cuban it was quite delicious it uh yeah Man, sounds good it was like I I felt really bad afterwards, but I was like happy. That's how you know it's good barbecue. <laughs> That's how you know it's comfort food. Yeah, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that, but that was so good. <laughs> Feels like I've got a bowling ball in my bowels, but <laughs> it was worth it. Yep, that's it. So that's like that's my comfort food. I always need to get barbecue when I'm having a tough I'm, time. I'm sorry, but both of, like everything Aaron has said about comfort food has sound ex- sounded extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not you, sure you, you have don't, a healthy relationship with food. It's not Aaron. comfortable food. It's comfort food. I think you're misunderstanding. Comfort food is is food that you eat when you're looking for comfort. You might that's it's like you might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the food you eat when you're looking for comfort. It's just like people when they're looking for love might might go somewhere they shouldn't or or uh hook up with somebody they should not. I think we can all relate to that. I'm Still the same thing. Yeah. Basically we're just talking about all the our bad food relationships. I just I'm just saying, Aaron. These are these are this is our our food booty calls basically <laughs> is what comfort food is. Why don't they call comfort food food booty calls? A I'm making call? me worried for <laughs> you. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. It was Jack in the Box. <laughs> Foodie call. Okay. <laughs> oh, what were you saying, Adam? We feel like I steamrolled you there. Oh, I've, I've just based on the things that you're saying. Like, I'm not a professional, but I feel worried for you now. Oh no, I was watching um something. I don't remember on Hulu or something like that or on YouTube. And and in between the ad, have you seen the ad on on YouTube where it's this guy and he's taking like a a video selfie and he's like, check out this uh, Ferrari I just bought. It's pretty lot nice, but more than the material things, what I'm most proud of is these seven bookshelves that I have. I read a book, like he's like some sort of like hashtag life coach. Anyhow, every time I watch a YouTube video, this, this bozo plays and I just want to punch him in the face. I, I don't know what you're talking about because I use an ad blocker. Oh. I use the ad blocker too, but it doesn't block YouTube ads. Oh. Well, then your ad blocker sucks. Well, how do you block YouTube ads? I just have an ad blocker like, that blocks them. Blocks everything. But they're like in video ads. But they're part of the video. Yeah. Like they play before the video you want to watch? Yeah. yeah. No, it blocks those two. Someone's lying to you. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. I, haven't watched, an, I, I haven't watched an advertisement in quite some time. Or maybe you've watched a lot of really good advertisements. <laughs> they're just really long. <laughs> I'll find the that YouTube. No, I, I would pay, I would pay a good money for an ad blocker that blocked ads on Hulu. Like, eh, you know what? They kind of like don't bother me anymore. Okay, let me rephrase that. I would pay okay money for just an application where I don't have to watch the same commercial over and over again. Oh yeah, if it was different, yeah. There, there's so much. Uh, when the, I hate the one that's that guy, that Doctor Who guy. Have you seen that ad no. where it's like an ad for Hulu? Oh yeah, where he's like talking about how much he loves Doctor Who. Yes, and yes, he's yes, like, yes. I am Trey Geek Chic. Oh my god! Shut Have up. you seen the one the the ad where it's <clears throat> it's like Frankenstein and it's for like a cable like internet company? Oh, dude, I hate no? that. I want to <laughs> stab everyone when I see it. I actually like anger tweeted at Hulu and at um I think it was Sprint when there was that commercial where it was that girl that's like. I'm getting an iPhone. Oh yeah! And it, like breaks the glass and stuff. I was like, if I have to listen to this one more time, I'm gonna kill somebody. I'm gonna go on a shooting spree. I can't do it. I can't do it. Stop showing me the blood me is this on ad. your hands. Spent. I already have an iPhone. I don't need this commercial. Yeah, Adam, would you like to join us? Like I said, I haven't watched a commercial in a very long time. <laughs> I'm, com- I'm completely left out of this conversation, and honestly, I'm kind of happy that I am because it sounds like you guys are having a terrible time of it. But <laughs> but now we have something to complain about, <laughs> which is what fuels the internet. Yeah, because conflict breeds comedy. <laughs> that or llamas, I guess. 
Um, okay. Well, llamas are a conflict with nature, and that's why. <laughs> <laughs> My question is, what is your least favorite place? And uh, Adam. Walmart. Walmart is my least favorite place of all the places that could of possibly all the marts? be. All the Walmart. walls and, or all the marts. Just, uh, it's so terrible. I mean, you've been in a Walmart. You know what I'm talking about. There's just, I've, I've been in the worst Walmart in America. So yes. <laughs> I have too. I used to live by it. There's, there's no good Walmart in America. There's never a time you walk into Walmart and you look around and you're like, these, these are well-adjusted people. That never happens. Uh, they're not as bad the closer you get to Bentonville, Arkansas. Because <laughs> I think there's like better quality control. Like I've been to a Walmart that was actually quite nice. Like it had like a a fish tank, fresh fish market. And it was like, it was almost like, I'm, I mean, and I know this is an exaggeration, but it was like almost like Whole Foods a little bit. <laughs> But that was the the exception, rather right, than the yeah. Movie. Especially, <laughs> was it a nice store or was it a nice for a Walmart? No, it was a nice store. It was it was actually really nice. It was, it, but it was like it's one of the bigger, nicer WalMarts. It's not normal. That's, that's probably like a front put on by the Walmart Corporation. Like they've built this like store, a PR stunt. Yeah, like everybody shopping there is just an actor, just in case somebody <laughs> walks in. All I know is that Walmarts in California are markedly different than Walmarts in other parts of the world. Like the further west you go from Arkansas, the I know and it's hard to believe the worse the Walmarts get. And the more it it goes from simple southern folks and then it turns into like people people from buying meth and breaking bad. <laughs> Like, it's that kind of people. They have that in their cart. Breaking Bad, Season 1, and Meth. Have you been to a Walmart in Kentucky? Uh, no, I haven't. That's that's the other direction. I don't know what happens the other oh, it's direction. it's horrible. I don't know what happens it's to go east. It's like, it's like hill folk. I mean, you go to Walmart in Kentucky, and, like, you've probably doubled the number of teeth in there. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. When I was uh, in Baltimore, it was like, I can't explain it. It was something else. But I actually had a science teacher in high school who hated Walmart so much, but he had to go to Walmart. That was like the only place he'd go shopping because it's the only place around. But so his, he would just like try to terrorize everything. He would like knock stuff down as he was shopping and just destroy the Walmart as much as he can. He's part of the problem. He's attracting the roaches. <laughs> and by roaches, I mean dirty people. Roaches are already there. Uh, yeah, I had a friend in high school who would do that. He's like... I don't go to Walmart. They're corrupt corporations. And every time he would still go there because like at that time it was one of the only places you could get stuff at. You know what I mean? Like where yeah. I live, it was the only place you could go to shop really. And so he'd like knock stuff over and he'd steal stuff and be like, yeah, sticking it to them. And I was like, your, your sense of ethics is skewed, bro. <laughs> it's way off. That's fun. It's just like every time. Every time I go to a Walmart, I feel like I have to take a shower. The worst part about when you go to a Walmart is you're in the Walmart and you're looking at all the people in the Walmart and you're thinking, gosh, what is wrong with these people? Look at them. Just look at them. And then a little voice in your head goes, you're in the Walmart. <laughs> you're like, no! <laughs> you are these right. people now. <laughs> No. Okay, my least favorite place. Shoot. Um, uh, this isn't really my least favorite place, but it'd be the funniest place to talk about. 
But I, I hate you don't have to admit that you're lying. You could just lie. <laughs> oh, okay. You could just lie. Like, <laughs> so my uh, least favorite, and those who can't see at home, I'm giving quotes, finger quotes around that. My least favorite place, I hate going to the bowling alley. <laughs> I've never gone in a bowling alley and said, oh, I feel clean. <laughs> oh, oh! This is nice. Yeah, this Very is, feng shui. I can see that everything here is new and in proper working order. It's a lot of good energy in the air, and then <laughs> smells good. Bowling alleys are like the WalMarts of activities. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, no one's like excited to the bowl. Everyone's like, oh, I guess we'll bowling. Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> and it smells like um, it smells like like aerosol cigarette smoke. Yeah. <laughs> like as if there was a Lysol can that sprayed out cigarette smoke. So you know how you, when you go to like you're trying to sell a house, you spray that fake uh, cookie smell around. <laughs> they do that bowling alleys, but cigarette smoke. Just gotta get yeah, the you look and there's no one smoking. You're like, why does it look, smell like this in here? Because you can't smoke in California inside a public yeah. place. Yeah. So it's years and decades of smoking has just seeped into the oldest carpet. It's like the first carpet to ever be made. Is it's just secret <laughs> bowling alley smoke. carpet is made to last for a millennium. It's gonna last like it's the nuclear detonations will keep the carpet in perfect, <laughs> pristine condition, <laughs> and it'll still smell like cigarettes. It'll still smell awful. No matter when you go to the bowling alley, there's always like the bowling league taking up half of the bowling alley. It's like, what do you people do with your life? <laughs> It's like, so, I have today off just like randomly, and I'm here at the bowling alley. It's two in the afternoon on a Tuesday. Why are you here bowling? And the thing is, is like, you always have to go there and you have to rent your things. Like, no one owns bowling shoes or a bowling ball. Like, if you do, then you have a whole other set of issues that you need to be dealing with at this time. <laughs> like, how to spend your money wisely. Um, but so you have to put on these stinky shoes and then stick your hand into some mystery holes that you don't know what's in there <laughs> or what's been in there. They're probably older than you are. And <laughs> they look like archaeological artifacts, right? <laughs> like I could picture Nat Geo special and someone's lifted. They're in like the, you know, the Guatemalan jungle and they lift up this bowling ball and it's covered in vines. And they're like, this was used by the ancient Olmecs in a sport we call Bowling talk. <laughs> <laughs> they, they normally did it when they were bored and they had nothing else to do. You'll, you, you'll notice they're easy to find because of the distinct cigarette smell in the air. <laughs> so it's really interesting because there's actually um, the, the main like building of the college I'm in that has a bowling alley inside of it. Oh, yeah. Does it still smell like smoke? No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's for other reasons. <laughs> But it's really weird. I like when I walk by, it's like three or four lanes. There's usually always people there. And I'm like, why is this a thing? Like, don't you have something useful to be doing? Yeah, I know. Like, don't you have to be like studying for a class or something instead of killing brain cells, just being around bowling balls? It just seems weird to like accidentally run into a bowling alley. Because well, like in the real world, like <laughs> a bowling alley is like a standalone building by itself because it's kind of a weird thing, right? It's like you need these long lanes of wood and and the machinery in the back like so like if that'd be so weird to just be like minding your own business walking through campus and you're like you know you pass a, a food court taco bell and then you're like oh hey look at bowling alley <laughs> well that's, that's that's how i found it too because i was like i i i just had lunch and i went downstairs to the the bookstore and i'm like hey i need to return this literature book for my class like okay well you turn this way 
you go this way and there's the room where you can return it. So I'm like, I'm walking around. I turn to the right. I'm like, oh, there's a bowling alley right there. Truly, this is an institution of higher learning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know here who uh, who the physical therapist majors are. They're right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Did I ever tell you? That reminds me. I I have run into so many exercise science majors who are overweight and unhealthy. I, it doesn't oh, make sense yep. to me. It's like, I feel like, <laughs> like I'm an English major and I read books. Like, and, <laughs> I'm an English and, major. And, an overweight <laughs> exercise science major. That's like, that's like an engineering major who doesn't like math. I don't understand. <laughs> it doesn't work. Or like a nursing or, or, or somebody in the nursing program who doesn't want to help people. They hate people. Well, <laughs> in, in, in my math class, there's this guy who sucks at math. He's just absolutely terrible. And he wants to be an accountant. And I'm like, uh, I'm not having you t- look at my money. It's just, nope. He's destined for the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's like, well, the thing is, like, when you start getting the work, the computer does all the math for you. I'm like, you're going to uh, have a tough time. <laughs> there's a reason accountants aren't just robots. <laughs> yes. there's a, yeah, there's a reason we haven't just turned it all over to the computer. There's a reason we have a person in charge of the thing. Oh, no. I'm sure he'll figure it out, but sounds like he spent too much time in a bowling alley. <laughs> He's like, a computer can count how many pins knocked down. Computer can do money things, and I can get paid for it. You feel bad for the guy because he's, he's he's trying, but boy, I give him such a hard time. Like I feel really bad because like people next to me are like, no, you're being really rude. I'm like, whatever. Like he got really excited about how dividing a fraction when you have two numbers. It's like, see, look how easy that is. I'm like, yeah, that's math. That's how it, that's how it works. Well, how old is he? He's like twenty one. He should know better. I feel like I was still a pretty big idiot at twenty one. Well, I mean, I you're know. still a big idiot now, but at twenty one, you knew that accountants didn't just sit at a computer all day and let okay. them do the work. Honestly, I probably didn't. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel bad for this guy. <laughs> you just feel bad for him. I just feel bad for him. I suck at math, so I feel bad for him. It's like I I have I have uh, something to connect. A chip me. on your shoulder. <clears throat> I hate math. Okay, um bowling alley. My answer is uh I hate the mall. I don't mean any I don't mean like a particular mall. I just hate like the mall in general. It could be the nicest mall ever, but I feel like What about the National Mall? Okay, nope. that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> it could be the Mall of America. I still don't want to go. No, thank you. I just hate it because it's like, it's so, it's just like everything I hate about the world in one building without, without like having to like go outside. (laughs) Are we sure we're not talking about Walmart still? (laughs) No, like it's all, it's all like, first of all, people who go to the mall to like people watch are like the worst because the people at the mall are not people you should be watching. Like, I feel like. When I step inside of the mall, I've stepped inside of some episode of like the Kardashians or like some sort of reality TV show because it's all like super, uh, I don't know what's, I can't even use my words right now. I'm so upset about, about malls. It's like full of prostitutes for one. <laughs> for those at home who don't know what a prostitute is, it's a prostitute. You can toddler. probably figure it out. <laughs> No, it's just like young kids walking around wearing heaven knows what, like oogling each other. I don't want to get involved in that biz. That's not for me. 
I, I know what you mean. Like, like I feel like whenever I step into a mall, I've read a sci-fi story about this sort of rampant consumerism Yes, it's before. like a dystopian future that everyone's acting like, this is great. No, this is not great. Like you walk <laughs> into a mall. This is the opposite of great. Like, I've read this book before. It doesn't end well. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's like an Orwellian place. Like all the mannequins and the music constantly ooms, 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 ooms. Going through these speakers to like, then it's just like, bye, 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 bye. <laughs> Ugh, hate them all. And then you get to the part where you're like, oh, a bookstore, sweet relief. And then you get into there and you're like, it smells like acrid coffee and all the books are on like teen pregnancy. This place is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> there's teen pregnancy books and Joel Olstein books. Uh, yeah, some, it's like, there's so many, a lot of toys in this bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> Why are there so many toys in this bookstore? This bookstore just has board games. <laughs> Why is there a section of VHS tapes? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Who buys that? Half of them are pop-up books. Let's go to the mall. <laughs> and the other half are Where's Waldo books. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could get into that, but we all know that there's only a limited number of actual Where's Waldo books that were ever made, and that makes me sad. Really? I bought a couple at the thrift store a couple years ago. Yeah. Bought two or three for a dollar each. Was, uh, <laughs> I was I was doing Where's Waldo with my nephew the other day, and I kept being like, nailed it, nailed it. <laughs> like it. And he's like, how are you doing this? <laughs> I was like, I used to just look at these all day, every day. <laughs> I'll have to look online, but someone made a real life Where's Waldo. They actually went to a mall, and one guy dressed as Where's Waldo, and they would just, his friend would take a giant photo, and he was like somewhere in each photo. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. That's cool. So when I was in high school, um, me and my friends, like none of us could drive and we were bored. And so we all convinced our parents to drop us off at the mall to hang out because we were like, that's what people do on TV when they're bored. They just hang out at the mall. This is the thing. So we all got to the mall and none of us had money and we were just stuck there for a few hours and realized it was just horrible. Like there's nothing to do here. It's just a bunch of the stores. The only saving grace of the mall is I used to go there to go to the arcade because we used to have an arcade in our mall. That was pretty awesome. I missed that. And I would play like Mortal Kombat all day. Like I would save up. I remember one time I went in there with like $25 in quarters that I'd saved up for a long period of time. Just a giant bag of quarters. And I just played all day. It was so. I played. Uh, what was out back then? I played a lot of Metal Slug. I like playing Galaga. I could play with my brother at the same time. Yeah, Galaga was cool. I'm not that old though, but like, um, Killer Instinct. Oh yeah. <laughs> Before like the N64 existed. What about those like shooter games where they have the gun? Oh yeah. Oh, I can't remember what they were called. Like the Terminator one. Yeah. Or or what about the um the what is it? It's like a. It was like Aerosmith. Oh yeah. <laughs> that game was terrible. <laughs> it was what was like it the called? Worst, worst game. When you'd shoot CDs at people, right? I think that's what it was. Uh, uh, okay, wait. Aerosmith. I can't type. Aerosmith shooting. Once again, I'm completely left out of the conversation. <laughs> You've never seen it? It's called Revolution X. That, that's it. Revolution X. <laughs> you'd, shoot, you'd shoot like CDs at like roadies or something. I can't remember. Oh, man. All I know is it was beautiful. I'm putting it here in the in chat, the link to the. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, but I thought it, I, for a little bit, I thought it was cool. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Oh, man, they have it for the PlayStation. 
it came out for like yeah on console too uh <laughs> wonder how much i can buy it on amazon let me check Term- terminator 2 judgment day was the one that i was always yeah that one's good oh i can buy it for 630 on uh, amazon that sounds like a waste of six dollars though. does very much um <laughs> oh man revolution x <laughs> i got some youtube to watch after this my question is how would you change the world? And I'm I'm going to go ahead and exclude eliminating all Walmart's bowling alleys and malls from from our answers. Okay. No recycling your answers, Andrew. <laughs> How would you change the world? Dang. Okay, if I could change the world, I would give everyone the ability to read minds so that everyone could read other people's Just minds. Just everyone. Everyone. No more privacy ever again. I feel like people would be a lot nicer to each other and have much more uh, positive thoughts. <laughs> if they knew that people could hear their thoughts. Uh, po- so basically... It would make politics really interesting. Like two world leaders meet. Like, hey, are you going to bomb my country? No. Yes, I am <laughs> going to bomb your yes, country. Yes, I'm, I'm going to bomb your country. Oh, man. I feel like that would uh, be interesting, to say the least. That sounds like... Uh, a, it sounds like it's a good life, the Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It does sound like the Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> But where everyone is that kid? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you don't have mad. You don't can't make things come. Oh yeah, you don't have magic magic powers. But like you would just know everyone what everyone is thinking. It actually reminds me. There's um in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, they talk about this planet where these these creatures can read each other's minds. Mm-hmm. But to stop people from reading their minds, they just talk all the time. They just talk all the time because as soon as they stop talking, people could read their minds. So they're just constantly talking all the time. And maybe that would happen. Do you guys, do you guys ever have this thing that this happens to me every once in a while where I'm thinking something like I get really lost in like a daydream or I'm thinking about something. And then, and then I start thinking like, I'm, it's always when I'm in a room or someplace with people. Like I remember one time it, when it really happened to me was I was on a bus riding home and I was like, Watching these guys be idiots, and I was like, "What a bunch of freaking idiots!" Like, what is? Why do they act so stupid? I bet their parents don't even like them. Like, I bet. Like, I was thinking all these <laughs> negative thoughts, and then all of a sudden, I was like, "What if they can hear me? What if they can hear me right now? What if they can hear me asking if they can hear me? What if my perception of reality is totally screwed up, and I'm actually like a handicapped person?" <laughs> that everyone just kind of puts up with <laughs> and all I say all of these negative things and everyone can hear it. Oh my God. Does that ever happen to you or am I the only person that ever thinks No, that's that? happened to me. No, that's happened. <laughs> and then, and then I go home and eat some bread and butter and milk. <laughs> go Take to sleep. Take a little nap. <laughs> Let it all melt away. <laughs> anyway, so that's how I changed the world. <laughs> That would be interesting because I think like nine times out of ten, if people would just say what they really are thinking, oh yeah, things would be a lot better. Like there'd be no, there'd be no British drama because every British <laughs> drama, like television or movie, revolves around someone just not speaking up. Not only no British yeah. drama, there would be no Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, it's always if someone would just have said something, like Othello <laughs> would just be a comedy. I think. <laughs> Yeah, like there's still Othello would be called Iago the Bozo. (laughs) Iago the Bozo. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. I like it. My oh, it's my answer. It's my turn. I I asked the question, so I go last. 
Mm-hmm. That's how this works. Yes. Finally getting the hang of this. Uh, I The question was, how do you want to change the world? And I like when you wrote it, I felt like like when I when you asked the question, I thought you were like something positive. Like what positive change would you like to see in the world? And I was like, I can't have that. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> my answer, my answer, because I've got to know whatever. Weren't, weren't you the one uh, last week peace. talking about how whatever. much how you wanted to bring more positivity into your life? <laughs> Do you want to bring more positive? And this is going to bring way more positivity into my life <laughs> and your life and everyone's life. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember a little game called Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, I'm actually Super Mario Bros. We call it. Yes. Yes, for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh. There there was also a little thing you could buy called the Game Genie. I remember that quite well. I remember the commercial for the Game Genie. <laughs> you should probably put a link to that commercial. To the Game Genie commercial? Oh yeah. What it's, happens in the Game Genie commercial? Um I just remember Love Lightning. A lot of 90s effects and a genie. Okay. I don't remember that. Um, and and if you, what the game genie was is it was like a little cradle that you put your cartridge in, right? Wasn't that? Yeah. Am I misremember? And you, so basically it would allow you to make changes to the game. To the values of the, the save file or the game. Yeah, in the game. So it allowed you to hack the game basically is what it would do. And so you would open game G- the game genie screen would come up and you put in a code and that code would tell the game genie how to change the game. Uh and my favorite code was for Mario Bros was Y A Z U I G. I really impressed uh, with you for still remembering anybody? that. Anybody? Anybody anybody opening that? I can remember the most stupid crap. Like I can't remember how to like do a multiplication problem, but I can remember this crap. This was the code that enabled moon gravity. Oh, right, 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 right. I remember that. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> that does you sound can just great. float. Yeah, yeah, you can just float from oh thing gosh. to thing. Um, and this was the one that enabled moon gravity, not for all the times, I think. This was the one for it enabled it when you, like, you would initiate it. So you didn't always have to be in moon gravity, but you could be. I would like to change the world so that that is true for all of us. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> that we can each... Game Genie our life, <laughs> and we can each get moon gravity. Because imagine how happy you would be if you're having like a long day's work and you have to like walk home for some reason because your cars broke down and you're just like enable moon gravity and you're just like, woo. But here's the problem woo. I see with this. If you, let's say you enable moon gravity, you jump really high, and then right when you get to the pinnacle, the top of your, you reactivate Earth gravity. Why would you do well, that? You that sounds like a bad not plan. How it works. I'm just saying. That's <laughs> not how it works. Would, would one person control all the gravity or every person? No, everyone controls? would have their own moon oh, gravity. Okay, well, that's different. So okay, it's like anyway. you are changing your gravity. Your, I don't know. No, okay. Everyone has moon gravity all the time. That's it. That makes okay. it simpler. Just always on moon gravity. I, I want to live in a world where moon gravity is always on. You know how you could do that? We could move to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to live in the moon. I want to live on Earth. With moon gravity, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because it would be so boss, <laughs> and and uh, I feel like everyone would be a lot more comfortable because we would be less weighed down. I would just throw huge things all over the place. <laughs> You'd get really into caber tossing, <laughs> or or car tossing, <laughs> or car tossing. 
Moon gravity, dude. But you don't, caber tossing, you don't try to throw it as far as you can. You try to throw it as straight as you can. No, you also try to throw it as far as you can. I feel like we've had this conversation before. We haven't, <laughs> but also I, I feel like have. it doesn't matter. It's throwing a heavy thing and I want to do it. No, I thought you throw it and you have to try to throw it as straight. Like you try to get it like at 12 o'clock. Instead nope. of hitting like one or two or three or four. Caber tossing is a traditional Scottish athletic event in which competitors toss a large tapered pole called a caber. It is normally practiced in Scottish Highland games. Blah, blah, blah. It's made from the larch tree. Um, the person tossing the caber is called a tosser. <laughs> um. <laughs> Just pausing for our uh, British audience. Um. Okay, objective and technique. The primary objective is to toss the caber so that it turns end over end, falling away from the tosser. Ideally, it should fall directly away from the tosser at the 12 o'clock position. The distance thrown is unimportant, and I'm wrong. Okay. I, I have to savor this moment for a second. Okay. So if, so if everyone tosses the caber, the tosser, say the, the, so the tosser's holding onto the pole, and he throws it, and it lands perfect, 12 o'clock, great angle, end over end, beautiful. And then the next tosser comes in, same deal, tosses it, and it's the same result. Who wins? I don't know about that. Maybe they have a toss Maybe off. They just have Scoring. A fist- the straight end over end toss scores highest. If the caber lands, oh, God. So it's like there's no winners. What a, for Scottish people, that's a pretty crappy. Maybe game. they have a toss off <laughs> or something. <laughs> they just fight afterwards in the parking lot after. <laughs> Well, all right. I've learned something new. They have a bagpipe duel. Whatever. In a world of moon gravity, <laughs> that would actually be more difficult. That would be pretty difficult. Because not only straight. would you have moon gravity, but the everything so the else caber. would. So you just throw it, and maybe 10 minutes later it'll fall down? <laughs> Golfing would be a very long-range sport. <laughs> you, know, you know what I've always kind of wanted to do? I've wanted to go to the moon and see if I could hit a golf ball hard enough to get it out of the moon's orbit. But like... I feel like that's my life goal. I want to I want to go to the moon and hit a golf ball so hard that it leaves the moon's gravity. The thing is that goal there seems to be like many other life goals within that. <laughs> <laughs> like become an astronaut. Okay. Like become the astronaut that goes to the moon okay, again. Okay, this goal is something that we call a long-term goal, but there are also mid also, and short-range goals. Learn how to golf. <laughs> Which I don't know which is harder, becoming an astronaut or becoming a proficient golfer. I'm going to say... In a spacesuit. Uh, in a spacesuit. <laughs> I can have more like than the gloves would even be able to Gosh. Adam's sitting there practicing on the driving range in a full <laughs> spacesuit. Everyone's looking at him like, what's his deal? Oh, he's going to the moon. He's going to golf up there. Uh, oh my gosh. All right, Adam, what's your way? How do you want to change the world? So my answer probably comes from the fact that I've been watching so much of the West Wing. Um, But I feel like the world would be a better place if every time two people got in an argument, they were like physically compelled to seriously consider the other side of the argument. Okay. Right. And so like they were, they remove, I would like to remove everybody's ideological entrenchments and just make everybody a little bit more thoughtful and a little bit less killy. How would that happen? Like, you just want to magically change the nature of humanity? I don't, I don't know the mechanism of it. Well, you know what's an easier way? Basically. Having people read each other's minds. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Because <laughs> I'm that like, oh, I understand exactly why you have that opinion now. 
And it's only like the real big like sociological jerks are like, and I still don't care. But other people are like, oh, I can read your mind. I can see that you don't care, but you're a bad person, so I don't have to care if you care. It's perfect. <laughs> Gosh, that's a We've perfect system. We've solved the world's problems. We could all read each other's minds. Okay, but for reals, I think privacy is overrated. I think it's overrated. Yeah. I don't care. I don't Wait, are we it. talking about the mind? I'm not trying to invade anyone's privacy. I don't are care. Are we talking about the mind control thing or my thing? Uh, or the mind reading thing? Back to your thing. Okay, annihilate <laughs> ideological <laughs> entrenchment. No, that would be. I think that's one of the most attractive parts about the West Wing is that people are like intellectual and like work really hard and are willing to listen to other people. And but that's not right. really reality. People talk at their jobs that aren't. <laughs> about television shows that they watched the night before, <laughs> but actually talk about you know important things. Yeah, and like they seriously consider opposing ideas. It's really great. Every time I watch The West Wing, I'm like, I want to live in this world. <laughs> I w- I wrote on Twitter yeah. a few weeks ago that The West Wing is my favorite fantasy series. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin. What's funny is like, I think or or disappointing is that you know Aaron Sorkin thinks this is like kind of reality. Like he, like he has this sort of denial about how things really are, and that's how he can write that. <laughs> My favorite Aaron Sorkin is when he's on Thirty Rock. Yeah, and and uh, him and Liz Lemon are trying to get new writing jobs, and she goes to apply for some new singing show with Nick Lachey, and Aaron Sorkin's there because. <laughs> Because there's no everyone's reality reality television, and they walk around in a circle talking about about writing. It's pretty good. Oh man, walk the walk and talk. Love yeah, the it. walk and oh, talk. Man. All right. Well, you could also solve it by like doing the thing where like every time someone has a disagreement, you have to you like put them in a room with a Wolverine. What? How is this a solution? I haven't heard. I haven't heard of this strategy <laughs> heard before. Of this theory. I feel like you're talking about it like it's a well-known thing, but I don't know. I'm not so sure. Maybe this is something that you just made up. <laughs> because look, that you've never heard of this. No, this the the Wolverine room. No, really. Huh. Maybe I just made it up right now. <laughs> I don't know, but it's gonna work because every time someone has a disagreement and they're in a they're in a. Uh, Lockout, you know what I mean? They're they they can't agree for like longer than X amount of time. You say the rule is if you can't come to a solution that's agreeable to both of you, then you have to go into the Wolverine room. And it's it's a let me explain the Wolverine room to you. Okay. Does it have a Wolverine in it? It's a room with a Wolverine. Just one? Only one. I feel like one. just 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 one. <laughs> it's a freaking Wolverine. I, I feel like eventually, like they they'd have an argument, and and one of the people will be like, "Okay, is it worth compromising, or do I think I can take a Wolverine?" Like I feel exactly. like there'll be there'll be, be like schools of Wolverine fighting eventually. Yeah, that's it. part of well, your uh, hey, lawyer degree. That's awesome. <laughs> part of your that, law degree. How is that is not going to create a better world? <laughs> But the threat of being thrown into the Wolverine room and you tell them, you you set it up like, and the person who makes it out of the Wolverine room alive, you, you're, you're right. You get what you want. But obviously most of the time, both people come out of the, don't, they come out of the Wolverine room in a body bag. You know what I mean? Or in Wolverine poop. I don't know how much <laughs> person Wolverine can eat, but <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. But like, I feel like I should clarify my answer though. Like I don't even necessarily want everyone to to agree 
I just want them to understand why they're disagreeing. So instead of like people just yelling at each other, like, this is my idea. And if you don't like my opinion, then you're an idiot. Just to realize that people can have different opinions about the same thing and not be stupid. Yeah, like some people can believe that you should vaccinate your children and some people can believe that you should. That's a bad example. And it's okay. <laughs> That's a very bad was, example. Was that a bad example, Adam? Let's annihilate your ideological <laughs> entrenchment right now. It's a bad example because of science. <laughs> but like you say science and I say other science. <laughs> 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 but see, see where the problem is? Who gets to be the arbiter <laughs> of what's 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 right, what's wrong? That's what's so brilliant about the Wolverine room. The Wolverine <laughs> is the arbiter. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's no just... man is the arbiter, the Wolverine's the arbiter. <laughs> I need a shirt that says that the Wolverine is the arbiter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at my own freaking joke, but that's freaking hilarious. <laughs> that's that's our first T-shirt. Yeah, let's 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 get printing those T-shirts. Let's start breeding Wolverines. Let's get on this, dude. Imagine if Congress worked on the principle of the Wolverine room. We'd have so much done, well, or nothing I will, done. I will Same. say that I was pretty uh, happy with the net neutrality thing that happened just uh, that day. Was the yeah. best day on the internet. I know everyone's like, "What?" It was, it was like, amazing. I felt like vindicated. Like, oh, people can get things done that are really important. I was, sometimes I was so confused about that day because I was busy <laughs> most of it, and then I got on Twitter oh, and I was no. like, "Oh, hey, net neutrality, that's great." And then I was like, "Llamas, dresses." <laughs> I was really confused. Oh <laughs> yeah, like, I don't understand. Net neutrality is here so that we can talk about stupid dresses. Let's not talk. <laughs> let's not make that this podcast. Let's just <laughs> no, no. Well, net, I hate to break net neutrality you. is here so that we can talk about putting people in disagreements in the rooms with rabid wolverines without being <laughs> throttled by the cable companies. Yeah, no one can stop this message from going forward. We have just as much of a right to talk about wolverine rooms, wolverine arbitration, <laughs> as anybody else has to talk about any other thing. <laughs> Freaking Wolverine rooms. I believe in Wolverine arbitration. <laughs> Solves all problems. No, but that day was the best day on the internet. It was great. It felt like uh, everyone has like you know how you have your um uh what's 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 it called like um fond memories of like the past you know mm-hmm. and you remember like oh I remember was weren't these the glory days? I have like a glory days of the internet, and it was when Mebo was a big thing. Yeah, And all of our friends, like all of our cool friends had Amiibo chat room. So it was like we created our own social network, but only of cool people. So there wasn't any other dumb people in there. Didn't and they try to just, do that? And now what is it called? That one that no one goes on? The one that no one goes on. MySpace? That one uh, L-O. L-O, yeah. <laughs> Okay, keep going. Sorry. Um, I think Slack is actually the next biggest social network, but we can talk about it some other time. Anyways. That was like the glory days of like people would find videos and just so much funny, cool stuff was happening on the internet. I felt like that day on the internet after net neutrality happened was an, was the a new version of that day. Everything felt fresh and new and good. Yeah. It was amazing. There's like, there was just endless friendly discussion 
Nobody was and like nobody was jokes. Mad. Like everyone was arguing nobody, about the dress, but they weren't really arguing. Right. It was just like a joke. Yeah, nobody yeah. nobody was calling each other names. There was no need for Wolverine arbitration that day. <laughs> All the Wolverines slept soundly. <laughs> it was like at the end of the Christmas Carol when Scrooge is like happy and running through the streets. That's how everyone was. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can subscribe to receive new episodes the moment they're released by going to 3g3q.co slash subscribe. You can find show notes for this episode at 3g3q.co slash 308. And we'd love to hear from you. Ask us questions at 3g3q.co slash ask or call and text 760-881-4382 or tweet with the hashtag ask3g. Uh, where can people get a hold of you guys? I'm on the Twitter at A underscore SAV. I'll be in the Wolverine room. <laughs> Are you the Wolverine? <gasps> Snicked. <laughs> Is that the sound effect of Wolverines? Uh, He's not the Wolverine we may be thinking of. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Well, that's reference. part of the Wolverine room, right? Is like every other like tenth every, time. Every is once actually in a while, it's Wolverine. actually. <laughs> so you're like, oh man, I might be able to take a Wolverine. But not if it's Wolverine. <laughs> not if it's the Wolverine. Not if it's Logan. <laughs> Did you say your Twitter? Did I miss oh no, it? my, my Twitter is at that Adam kid. All right, <laughs> uh, and I am at Aaron L M Goodwin on Twitter. Uh, follow me. Come, come and and enjoy the the fun. Uh, you can also rate us on iTunes by going to 3g3q.co slash rate. And I know iTunes is awful. And to ask you guys to go there is a terrible request. I'm so, so sorry. But rating us on iTunes actually really, really helps. It, it really helps people find our show and it helps my ego. So that's important too. Yeah. If you, if you want to enjoy more of this intellectual conversation of Wolverine attacks, rate us so that we can continue to feel vindicated in our things. Yeah. You don't even have to actually. You can just leave stars. You don't have to say anything. Anyhow, uh, that's enough. I just want to say goodbye. And uh, remember. Don't say it. Don't say it. Question oh, everything. Judgmental and disappointed. That's Andrew. Oh, that sounds about right. Get started. Yeah, I have to take a test today, so oh, I just <laughs> I just saw myself in the little, in the little screen, and I do. It does look like I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> trouble. My, my trouble. new charger look, should be here on Monday. So you look like Billy Madison. Back chlorophyll, more like borophyll. <laughs> oh, that's wrong movie. Man. <clears throat> anyway. Same person, right? Right? No, right? that's Billy Madison. Yeah. No, I thought that was Billy um, Madison is the one Water where Boy. he goes to school. Yeah, but Waterboy, he also goes to school. But I think that was Waterboy. No, it's Billy Madison. Okay, you know what? Um, Let's just start recording. Chlorophyll. Or start. More like borophyll is from Billy Madison. Oh, okay. O'Doyle no, Rules. There was a good ska band called O'Doyle Rules. <laughs>
And their album cover was like them, a cartoon of them in a van, or I think a bus or something, going off a cliff. It was their van. Their van. Anyhow, cool. That's uh, <clears throat> that's fun. All right, let's get started. Okay. Even on this tiny desk, oh. I found something to play with. I know. I noticed Stop. that you were just throwing <laughs> stuff around. There's so much crap I have to cut out all the time from you. Coins jingle jangling and stuff. What about this? Are you gonna cut out this? Cut out. Whoa. Welcome to three guys, three questions. Three te- friends test the limits of their patience through talking to each other. We can just mute him. Like, <laughs> we could just replace everything he says with the voice from the Peanuts, the teacher. Oh, that was too funky. Speaking of too funky, um, have you guys seen this um, <clears throat> Alex Boyer Uptown Funk video i have not i've avoided all things alex boyer for like the last year i love you guys so much i knew we were soul podcasters i Um, I could not mm, anyway keep going (laughs) it's so terrible and the fact that people like it makes me like wonder things about them like so for instance the video is like you know a parody of the mark ronson uptown funk video so Is it just Africanized? Uh, if it was, that would be better. Oh. <laughs> but it's first of all, it's Alex Boyer and old person makeup. What? Hanging hanging out with make, like three or four other like but actual old black guys. So it makes it weird. Because they're real old black guys and he's a fake old black guy. I mean he's not he's a real black guy, but he's fake. <laughs> Old makeup, fake old. What if what oh, if wow. Alex Boyer wasn't a real black guy? <laughs> He's just been fooled us just... playing the long con. Well, he pretty much isn't. He's English, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so he's not African American. Maybe that's, that's the sure, reason he's... why he puts African drums and everything. He's trying to convince us. He's so like. Here's the thing that's awkward. He's British. He was raised in England. I think he was in foster care, so he wasn't even really raised by his African parents. So he's really not super like he whenever he sings with that African voice, it sounds like a mockery. It sounds like a parody, like he's like making fun, like he's doing a, uh, I don't know, some sort of like no, uh, I, minstrel show yeah, version. I, of, I know what of, you mean. Like you watch you watch an Alex Boyer <laughs> video and you listen to the you listen to the song and you're like, is this racist? Yes! The whole time you're like, I think this might be racist. So there was a time on my mission where Alex Boyer was playing at the visitor center at the DC temple. And some of the missionaries are going, they're like, hey, you guys want to go? And I was like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, really? We have to go and listen to real music, listen to Alex Boyer, we didn't get to meet him. I'm like, I'm fine. (laughs) Real music. Yeah, I don't. I don't need the. I don't. Need of course, that. he's talented. He's a really good singer. I, I'd give him that. But it's awkward that he does this affected African accent when he's singing when it's not really how he sings. And then, so that's how the video starts being awkward. But it continues because here come the backup kind of singer, the the group. Like I guess in the original video, it's like a bunch of ladies, but in this one, it's a bunch of elderly white women. Wait, uh, All white, not a single different color skin 
among them. All very white Utah grandmas. This is making me <clears throat> uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like, like, this is the thing. It's like for, for them doing it, they probably didn't think anything of it because they're in Utah and that's what they're in. Do you know what I mean? He probably just got yeah. a bunch of old ladies from the Mormon Tabernacle Choir <laughs> to be in his music video. But like, <clears throat> why isn't there at least like one brown person? Maybe like just someone who's tan. No, <laughs> they're all like very white Danish ancestry women. <laughs> and it's super weird. And yep, that's it. I don't know. By, so, by this point, I've just assumed that if there is a popular song, Alex Boyer has a version of it with tribal drums. <laughs> well, here's it's the thing. So I feel like the people that like Alex Boyer are probably living in Utah and just excited <laughs> to be listening to someone who is Mormon. And happens to not be white, and so <laughs> they're like true. all about it. Yeah, I don't get, I don't get the appeal because they're, it's they're like, just excited about a singer who's not Donny Osmond. <laughs> <laughs> yes. they're all, finally, someone has come to take Donny Osmond. Well, let's place. be honest, Donny Osmond probably has more soul. <laughs> um, Andrew I mean, we are qualified out. to talk about this being three white <laughs> yeah. dudes. One is in Utah, one is in Idaho, one is in California. And and really you Idaho is just north Utah, so pretty much pretty Utah's much. hat. It is. <laughs> it's All Utah's right. feather. It just like sticks out of the top of the hat. <laughs> a feather? Really? 